This program is sponsored by TC Sports on 1700 ABGG. Hi, welcome back in the 1 o'clock hour. Here is the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Sacks packed with twins at Yankee Stadium. Trent Condon, Joe Mowers. What is he, down 1-2 in the count right now? He is against Severino, the ace for the Yankees. He's been pumping it up there today, too. Yeah, Hit 101 just a moment ago. It's good for him. And uh, speaking of the Yankees, watching two nights ago, as uh, they're closing them out on Monday, the Yankees over the Twins, or all this Chapman hit 104 on the ground. He, he's back. Yeah, well, he looks, at least for now, he's for back. For now. Yep. Yeah. We, we shall see. I still don't, uh, I don't think Cubs fans miss him. Well, Wade Davis is perfect. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, he's perfect. Uh, do you, did you buy into that theory? I just think it's a law of average. That's what they asked Cappy. Yeah. Don't you want to see Wade Davis blow a, blow a save before October? Oh, Joe, get down. Oh, foul ball. Foul ball. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good point. But the problem is, if it one becomes two, well, and sure. then you're going into the playoffs, and and it turns into that. But so, it's tough to be perfect. It it is, and they've got some big spots coming for Wade yes. Davis because they're making the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? I still think they will. But how big is this four gamer coming up this weekend right. at Miller Park? And uh, just a couple weekends ago, we saw what Milwaukee they swept did them, them right swept them, yeah, at Wrigley. So, yeah, that. Uh, they're not sweeping them. No, I don't. The Cubs think are playing so. well. So we, we we would be asking Milwaukee to beat them seven consecutive games. If right. I don't think so. Arietta's going to pitch. I think tomorrow. They're trying to get him three starts. Right. Before they get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. so he's worked his way back. The hamstring issue, wound tight. You know that. What about Lester? Well, that's a good point because since he had his little um, injury situation. He's been okay, but okay. not great. Yes. I'm uh, anxious to see him pitch tonight. How do you set it? Yeah. Sight unseen with Arietta uh-huh. right now. Just... Don't know who they're playing. Right. Uh, well, it's you not... just go the old Lester, yeah, Arietta, Hendricks? I think you do. Quintana doesn't elbow his way in there. He's too inconsistent. Um, been better as of late. Who's your I fourth then? His... Is it Lackey? No, or is it's it? not Lackey. I think... Is it Lackey or Quintana? Right. Um Lefty, righty, righty. Do you want another lefty in there? Maybe, maybe for that reason. That's pro- that's probably more dependent on who you're playing. And he's only going to get the one start anyways yep. in, in the seven gamer. Uh good question. Montgomery. Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, it's been great, Trent. He's been great. Well, he's going to be important though. Come to playoffs too, yeah. where you can put him in a myriad of different situations. And, and Madden, you know, he's done a good job of that of, of not just being the old Tony Larusa style. Mm-hmm. You're a seventh inning guy. You're eighth, and you're a right. ninth. If you need two innings, here, and here's the thing with Arietta, he's not getting through six innings very much anymore. Right? Lackey's seldomly gets through five. Absolutely. I mean, that's about his limit. They both throw a ton of pitches, including Lester. Friday. Right. Get ejected. Yeah. That was did big. you get home in time to see that? Well, no, uh, no, I didn't. But, of course, I've seen it uh, since. And Contreras throws the mask under the ground. Uh, Look, he was hot. The ball was a strike. Yes. It, it yes. was Contreras that got him. I mean, the, yeah. the umpire bought into where the ump- uh, where the catcher called for the ball. Mm-hmm. And just because he didn't get it there, he was going to punish him for that, at least it seemed. I mean, I, look, at, I know that we're at the point where the conversation, baseball, it seems to get hotter and hotter every year. It ratchets up. Umpires call balls and strikes, or should we get robots in there? Mm-hmm. Should we? We've got the technology, as Steve Austin once said in the Bionic Man, or the lead, <laughs> and said, "Why shouldn't we use it?" 
I don't know, Trent. I still like a I still like a human behind the plate. I do too. I don't I don't want to see them go strictly robot ump. Yeah, me neither. The the human element, it's a part of the game. And it's that's just it. It's and and the game holds its record so dearly and that would take be taking that would be an entirely different piece of data mm-hmm. if if that's the way that the, the game would go. But I look I, I get the angst sometimes, especially if it's on your team and it's a big spot and it's clearly a strike because A, we've got H D television now and we've got the Fox box or whatever your network of choice is, so we know if a ball was a, uh, was a ball or a strike, the pitch was a ball or a strike. But I, I don't I'm not ready to go there. Maybe it's because I'm old. Probably is. I I'm well I'm getting older, but I'm with you. There the human element's part of baseball, and I don't like the part of replay. A guy steals second base, and he has his finger off for a moment. A millisecond. You're off. No, you're not out. That's no. not what the rule is it's put not. in place for. But that's what it's become. And and that annoys the crap out of me. me too. I would hate to see. And, and that's another thing. They put up you know the Fox box, the K-Zone on ESPN, and you'll see a pitch. It's not a strike, but it hits that mark. Is it where the catcher sets up? I, I think more than anything— I'd like to see Major League Baseball maybe re-examine the strike zone, you know, and and how strikes are called because any more pitch framing is so important. Mm-hmm. It's more about the catcher catcher than it is a pitcher a lot of times getting those strike calls, where they're set up, how they frame the pitch. That turns out to be a bigger case than what the pitch is actually throwing. Well, when we came back on the air for the 1 o'clock hour, Joe Maurer was down 1-2 in the count. <laughs> uh, bases loaded. Joe Maurer's still batting. I've, how many, what pitch is this in this at bat? It's got to be 10, 11, something yeah, like that. I think it's even higher than that. Yeah, we came back at one oh two. Right. We and now he was hit, down one ball, two strikes. We now hit one oh eight. now. Right, and Joe Maurer is still in the batter's box, following pitch Six after pitch. Later. And the count is what? 2-2? Two, 3-2. Two? Three, two. Three, two. Three, two, one out, bases loaded. Severino got through the first two innings in a breeze. Gave up a leadoff single and then cruised. Like, oh, this is going to be quick. And now he's laboring. He's 32 pitches already this inning. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if you're a Twins fan to put this one in the win column this yeah. afternoon and then not have to really worry if mm-hmm. the Indians will take care of us? The good thing, if you're a Twins fan about that, as Maurer falls back another one, um, is the fact you, you love the fact that Cleveland and Houston are still battling for that mm-hmm. best record in the American League and home field advantage throughout. And you hope that maybe Cleveland runs away with it, and then when you see Cleveland here in a week and a half, that won't mean as much to the yeah, Indians. Do they, now, the Twins go west? Are they the Twins do, go to Cleveland? Rather? They go to Cleveland? No, they get them at home. They get them at home. They get them at home. So that'll be uh, yeah, the second last series of the year. More than likely, it's still going to matter to the Indians, though. You'd figure at that point. Mm-hmm. If it was the last series, it'd be different. But you figure with that one, eh, maybe there'll be some tinkering. They might be moving the rotation around a little bit. But overall, you're going to see the full Indians for mm-hmm. that series. And last night, I mean, and this is a great thing about playoff Look baseball. Look at Joe Maurer yeah. delivering. Is that a two-run single? No. no. Just one, one. Not wow. running on Aaron Judge. Uh, but the great thing is staying up late last night watching that Indians Angels game, and I'm just I'm rooting as heck for the Indians to get it done. Do you like Clevenger? The, his role, it's <laughs> almost like he's literally throwing a dart with his delivery. Yes, it is. It's so weird, odd. isn't it, it? It's incredibly odd. Fun game last night. I stayed up for the whole thing. Did they blew you? it open oh, in the I ninth inning uh, because playoff. Pay, I have been here. 103 losses last year, Ken. I know. 103 losses. And I watched a lot of them. And I don't know why. My wife asked the same question. It's your question. team. It's your team. Good and bad. Thick and thin. Yes. And, and that's what it... Two years ago felt different. It, they, were, they were there till the final weekend, had a shot. 
it's literally till the final weekend. Yeah, they, then they got killed on that Friday night against Kansas City. The two other teams they're fighting with also went out there and won, and, and it was over from there. But this feels different because it's not just a, a young guy. There is a young core in place, and you can see what they're doing. And ahead of schedule, yes, I, I just enjoy watching this team so much. Uh, one other Twins note, Miguel Sano doesn't look good for him coming back this it year. It doesn't. Another setback yesterday. Uh, so uh, I hadn't heard that. That's not good. Yeah, the big man who is ultra important to that future yep. because they don't have a right-handed stick in the lineup in general like him. But you couple that with uh, look at this another base hit. And Jorge Polanco just got that hit. He's another kid, another under twenty-five. All of a sudden, hitting couldn't mm-hmm. hit. Wasn't a hitter in the minor leagues, and here he is, one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Three nothing twins, back to back two out hits for the Twinkies as they try and take one from the Yankees to salvage at least one game in this series. I want to go back to what Bill Bender said uh, in the twelve o'clock hour sporting news. Bill Bender and I agree with him. My question to you is because Trent, it, it really and truly, and and I, I don't want it to happen. I don't want the intrigue to be taken out of college football as. as in the middle of September, 20th of September. But doesn't it feel like we already know who's going to play for the championship? And it, it we're going does. to see it for the third straight year. And my question is, is that good because we're probably going to get a good game? Or do you want new blood in there? But, and if my scenario is right, but the game doesn't live up to the champion, the final one of the year. I mean, we've seen two dingers with Clemson, Alabama yes, the last yes. couple of years. We really have. Do you want to see a team get in there and get, like Oklahoma shows up in the playoff last year and just gets crushed? Two years ago, yeah. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Uh, Ohio State last year. Ohio State last year, thank you. Same thing, right, Clemson? Um, do you want to, what, what would you rather see? Do you want a new blood thinking, knowing that, you know, the final game of the year, you might be looking for something to do at halftime on mm-hmm. that Monday night in January? Or do you want to see two teams that you think will put on a hell of a show, regardless of the fact that we've, and they're done that for the last couple of years. I'm a new blood kind of person. And and I really do hope that our playoff isn't Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, USC. I mean, it, it would be great. And the name brands and the TV ratings and, and all that would be wonderful. And I'm going to watch regardless. But I'd love to see an upstart in there. I would love to see Oregon kind of turn it back and, and all of a sudden turn things on their head and come out of nowhere. I would love to see Wisconsin see how they can line up to do it for the first time. I, I would love to see something different, and especially in that championship game. Clemson-Alabama, as good as those last two games are, kind of over it. All right, mm-hmm. you, got, you got Alabama, you got Saban. Yes, we know they're great. Mm-hmm. You got Dabo and his goofiness. <laughs> yeah. He's a weird duck. Yeah. But, as good an entrance to, to a game, by the way, yes. I love when they come through the stands. Howard's Rock. Oh, love that. That, is, that is an entrance. But I'm kind of over it. So mm-hmm. for me, like I said, I'm going to watch regardless, but I love the new blood. I love the upstart. I would love to see a group of five team in there. I, would you? San Diego State, Alabama. I think, I, I think we all know what would happen, but why not? I, I still, mm. that Georgia-Hawaii game, it was a blowout. It was right. ugly. I was as pumped up for that game Were as you? I can remember. I, I, I was, was so excited off. to see Colt Brennan and company, yeah. and I loved Timmy Chang before him. Right. It wasn't a great game. No, and that's the reason. See, I w- I took entirely different had entirely different take. I was pissed that they that they were allowed to play in that football game. Really? Just because they just their schedules, the strength of schedule in the teams they play against, they're not running the same race. You know what I mean? Right. No, that's true. But you said the same thing about Boise State, and they had their opportunity, mm-hmm. and they got it done. 
You must not like the NCAA basketball tournament very no, much. No, no, that's entirely <laughs> different animal. No, that uh, that, re- that that moves the needle uh, in that month. Trent, my computers, I have no idea. Should we? Is it break time? Yeah, let's hit a break. Let's hit a break. When we come back, Chris Cotillo, uh, SB Nation will be here. We'll talk baseball. Where are we? Three nothing Twinkies, two out. And two on for Byron Buxton, trying to add a little bit more against the ace of the Yankees, Severino. Yeah, that'd be nice to put up another run on the board, right? Pad that lead as we uh, head toward fourth inning. Where are we? Third? Uh, top of the third. Top of the third. We got wow. a long afternoon of baseball. Long afternoon like. of baseball. We'll talk baseball with Chris Cotillo next. Scott Dockerman will be here to talk Hawks Penn State. That's coming up at 140. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original Eastside location just 900 feet north of the AE Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Al's Barbecue. We're clearing out summer inventory at the Yellow Tag Clearance Sale at Lumber Liquidators. Take 20% off Woodlook waterproof floors with coupon, like top-rated Avella Woodlook tile and click ceramic plank. Get 10 to 23% off all Dream Home X2O water-resistant laminate and 10% off all Builder's Pride and Virginia Millworks pre-finished hardwood. More from 39 cents and take an extra 10% off clearance at your local store, plus special financing. Look for the Yellow Tag Clearance deals at Lumber liquidators today. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, thought you were going to be stuck at the repair shop with your car for a few hours. I did too, but Liberty Mutual saved me from that nightmare. Liberty did what? Yep. With Liberty, I can get a repair estimate right on my phone. I just took a few photos of the dent and hit send. Now I just have to worry about getting the kids to soccer on time. Uh, Wait, kids? Soccer? I gotta go. Bye. Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Availability varies by state. Other restrictions apply. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you.
I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. The Light the Night Walk is coming up on October the 21st. For more information, visit lightthenight.org backslash Iowa. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from, so place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself uh, with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. Scott Dockerman, land to 10 still to come. He'll be with us at about 140s. We'll uh, get back into the Penn State-Iowa primetime tilt. ABC 642 uh, is the kickoff time for, for those of you who like to be precise and don't want to get into your seat a minute too early. 642 uh, kickoff. Let's talk some base. Baseball Twins lead 3-0 as they put a three-spot up in their half of the third inning as they try and take one from the Yankees. Chris Cotillo covers Major League Baseball for SB Nation, and he joins us. Chris, along with Trent Condon, this is Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on, Chris. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great, Chris. appreciate you coming on. Uh, this Twins team... Look, I don't think anybody saw the coming back in spring training when uh, when they left uh, Fort Myers that they were going to be a contender this year. Is Paul Molitor... Uh, for what he's doing, has he? I mean, Francona, he was supposed to have a good team. Uh, is he? Is he? Is he the manager of the year in the American League? If the Twins get in, he's certainly got to be in consideration. Yeah, I think you know another candidate there is AJ Hinch in Houston. Sure. You know, with what they've done, um, definitely not John Farrell. Joe Girardi is going to probably be in the mix too. You know, it's interesting. I think 
it's always uh, teams that overperformed is always where manager of the year goes. Right. So if your team is supposed to be really good, you know, that's tough. But, um, you know, that makes things hard, I think. Um, you know, he's definitely in consideration. And I think if we talked about that at the beginning of the year, he was definitely a candidate to be, you know, maybe fired if things didn't go well again. So it's definitely been a great turnaround for him. I'm sure he'll, he'll be uh, safe there in Minnesota for a couple of years to come. Uh, even under a new regime, it's been really impressive to see. Well, uh, the race continues. You got the Angels out there. It, it appears to be a two-team race with 13 to go. Nearly impossible outside of a team, maybe going 11-2 and two down the stretch here. Anybody catching up with both the Angels and the Twins in front of them? Do you have any other candidates, or do you consider this a two-team race for that second wild card? Yeah, it definitely looks like a two-team race. You know, I've been high on Kansas City all year just because I thought, you know, they'd be able to kind of ignite a fire in those guys who are probably all playing together for the last time. Kind of free agents there, Hosmer, Moustakis, um, obviously Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar, but... You know, they they've lost three in a row now, and, and in this race, that's that really puts you behind. And they've you know not been able to really go on a great streak since the middle of the summer. So you know you're looking at uh, pretty much just the the Twins and the Angels. Uh, the uh, no one's really separated themselves. Obviously, the Yankees have, but in, in that second wild card, no one's really separated themselves by going on a tear. Everybody you know in their last ten, four and six, three and seven, five and five, stuff like that. So it's uh, it's. You know, coming down to the wire here, I think the Angels were obviously really aggressive at the August 31st trade deadline, um, getting Justin Upton, getting Brandon Phillips, really lengthening that lineup. But Minnesota's been able to keep pushing and, and, and be there. So for me, these games, obviously, you know, the Yankees' twin series is very important. Uh, the Angels have you know, a tough, tough call going up against Cleveland, but it is to me those two teams probably with Texas, you know, barring a miracle, pretty much out of things. Right, we just saw Aaron Judge wrap, runner, wrap one around the right field foul pole at Yankee Stadium for a home run, yet another home run, which leads me to my question, Chris Cotillo. Um, last night, the Major League Baseball, they, they blew by the home runs in a single season, Mark. What do you think's behind it? Uh, I'm not... I mean, if you turn the clock back 15 years, I think everybody knows that 20 years, we know what was behind it. I, I'm a, I, I think that drug testing in Major League Baseball is as advanced as any of the major sports. I truly believe that. I want to believe that as a baseball fan. I didn't at one point, um, and I thought it was a sham to what the players were doing to the game. I don't think it's PEDs. I really and truly don't. What do you think's behind it, uh, Chris? Why are so many balls leaving ballparks this year? I think there's a bunch of factors. You know, a lot of people are talking about the baseball, and as much as the league has denied it, you know, that's that's something. I think some, something we could look into would be the bats, see if, you know, they're probably legal, but if the technology is advanced to make things easier on hitters. And then but I think a lot of this, and two main factors, one, these guys that are coming in, you know, you'll see these random relievers you've never heard of who might have a 5 or 6 ERA. They're all throwing 98, 99, 100. You make contact with that, and it's going out. You know, it's going far. Exit velocities are higher than ever. And the other part is just physics of guys growing, being stronger than ever. We've never seen guys with the size of Aaron Judge and, and Giancarlo Stanton. I think, you know, if, if Judge just hit one, like you said, then that's 100 home runs in the season between the two of those guys. Um, you've seen, you know, how big they are and some other guys and just the, the training that goes into building muscle. And uh, so, yeah, I don't really think it's a PED problem. The balls might be something, but just the, the physics of, of the high velocity and then, the training techniques, I think, are, are really a big piece of this. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't think it's great for the game, some purists. There's a lot of people that love the, you know, whole chick, chick dig the long ball thing from the 90s. That's a little bit more taboo now because mm-hmm. of the steroid era. But uh, I think it's good for the game. The home runs, you know, are, are what sell at the end of the day. They keep kids involved. And, 
you know, I remember, you know, being little and thinking that home runs were the coolest part. And, and when you play video games, you're trying to hit bombs in every swing, not trying to hit singles. So I think uh, it's actually pretty good for the game. But I'm sure they'll look at ways, you know, especially if pitchers complain about it, to really maybe even the playing field a little bit more heading into the offseason. Well, very quickly, Bartolo Colon has given up a 3 nothing lead, a two-run homer from Judge and Gary Sanchez with a solo shot. Tied up at three in the bottom of the third inning in that one. Over to the National League with you and uh, the MVP race. Paul Goldschmidt, I think right now, would certainly get my vote. But a lot of people, you could bring up Anthony Rendon, even Max Scherzer with the Nationals. Stanton. Stanton, if you want to go with him. Or even Votto, who's had a ridiculous season. A couple of Rockies out there, Nolan Arnato, even Charlie Blackman. A lot of different places you would go. Where are you sitting right now as you look at the MVP race? Yeah, it's very tough. You know, it's it's Stanton with the tear. He was on there for a while um, and still having a great year, but that, he looked like the favorite to me. Goldschmidt, you know, is kind of turning some heads with the win streak Arizona went on, and, and it's it's great to see Goldschmidt, you know, kind of recognized now on a national level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's finished, you know, the top two or three in, in the MVP voting a couple times and hasn't been an all-star many years in a row, but uh, not a guy that is really recognized as much, and he's, he's talking, you know, about potentially – getting a huge payday in a couple of years, one of the preeminent you know, stars in baseball now that no one really knows about just because that's what happens sometimes with Arizona. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of great options there. Uh, Scherzer, to me, is a very interesting candidate because there's a lot of people that don't think pitchers should be the MVP. Votto's probably won't get in there just because he's not in a winning team and it always works against people. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's still a little bit open. It should be a close race. But you know, what happens in the next couple of weeks and, and who gets into the postseason, obviously, Everything's pretty much locked up other than Central, but uh, that has a lot to do with it. It's pretty wide open in my mind. Chris, where are you? You mentioned Votto probably won't get much. Stanton's on a team that doesn't have a winning record. They made a little mm-hmm. bit of a surge to the uh, to get back in the wild card race there, what, about three weeks ago, and then have fallen off since then. Uh, in terms of it is not the best player in baseball. It's not what you're voting for. It's called the most valuable player. When you're looking at that and when you get your vote, which will be coming, I'm sure, very quickly for you. Now, where do you set up what MVP means to you? That's very tough, and it's something I've thought about. Um, you know, I think it's it's a very weird, weird thing that it's it's not best player, and that's what people, I think, vote for a lot of the time. And I think I, I really am strongly on, you know, I think it has to be um, the guy who is – purely most valuable to his team. Just take it by the definition of it. We've seen Trout win on bad teams just because the Angels would be absolutely horrendous without him, um, and they were you know, mediocre with him just because of how good he was, and he's a five-tool player, a generational talent. And we've seen over the last few years that he's won. Some other guys on losing teams have been in the mix. So for me, I think it just has to be the guy that means the most to his ball club um, you know, and makes the biggest difference between how his club would be performing with or without him. And that, that comes down to a lot of times people looking at, well, if they're not in the postseason, then why does it matter? But, you know, when it's that drastic with someone like Trout, someone like Stanton, I think they have to be considered. Hmm. Uh, staying in the National League with, uh, with the wild card, it seemed, Chris, as you go back through, you know, once you got past April, maybe the first checkpoint Memorial Day, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that there's no safety net in the National League East or in the National League Central because the two teams uh, that don't win the or the finish behind the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks or the Rockies, are going to represent uh, the National League in that wild card. Well, don't look now. The Brewers have crept to within one game. The Rockies had that bad skid. What has gone? What has gone wrong for Bud Black's team? Uh, have they given it away, or is the Milwaukee Brewers and they're playing good baseball right now? Have they tried to take it away, or a combination of both? 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. You know, there's a lot, a lot of attention in the last few weeks have been on the Dodgers slide as well as, you know, obviously the Indian streak, the Arizona streak. Um, but that race is really heated up. You know, Colorado is a team that has really outperformed expectations. I, I think, you know, we talk about the Twins and the Brewers as the teams that really have outperformed as well as the Angels. But, you know, those two teams, Arizona and Colorado, I don't think a lot of people expected. I would have probably taken, you know, St. Louis and, I, I like Colorado before the season, but Arizona is definitely a, a big time um, overachiever in my mind. For Colorado, I think you know it's just the, the Brewers are pesky. They're very pesky. They've been you know a team that everybody's been kind of hating on all year. Oh, they can't keep this up, and here they are, eleven games over five hundred with a couple weeks to go, just a game back. It's going to be a very very tight race down the stretch. You know, obviously the best one in baseball, uh, other than the American League wild card, uh, and, and that's very sudden, as, as, as you said. Everyone thought it would have been Arizona and Colorado all season. So for Milwaukee to you know stay in it and stay in the division race as long as they have, it's still just three and a half games back. Um, very impressive, and I think for Milwaukee, all these both of those teams are set up really well for the future. Uh, Milwaukee at the you know beginning of a re, uh, at the you know end of a rebuild, I guess that that came way too early. Their successes come earlier than we expected, and they're going to be a fun team to watch for years to come. Take me to a team in the National League that we normally expect to be good, and that's the Giants. Yeesh. It is. Gone wrong in more ways than one this year. The injury to Bumgarner. As they look to retool things, is it going to be an off season where they can make some tweaks? They still got a plenty of guys that you look at and figure can be decent. Or is there a major overfall that needs to happen in San Francisco? Well, I think they're going to spend money. You know, I think they're really going to try to go out there and actually make some big time moves. You know, I'm not sure exactly uh, how they're going to accomplish that in terms of payroll. They have some big deals that they've signed in the last couple of years whether that be Cueto or Samarja, you know, those guys, they could look to trade some of those guys, maybe trade a Brandon Belt, something like that. They have a lot of guys under long-term contracts, but they're still expected to be aggressive. They've been linked to uh, J.D. Martinez, who's going to get a big-time deal um, after what he's done in Arizona. They've been linked to guys like uh, Justin Upton, if he's a free agent, Carlos Gomez. So um, that that might be... You know, the, the type, they, they really need to add outfield help, you know, period. That's been an issue for them for the better part of a few years now. Uh, could add maybe some third base help. Mike Moustakas is a candidate there. So I expect them to be active. They're going to try to, you know, look at Otani and some of these, you know, big time free agents out there. Um, it's just, to me, comes down to, you know, if they can move a couple of these contracts uh, off the books, that would really help them. The Cueto opt out, it seems like he'll probably opt in, but you never know. That would help them tremendously if he was able to opt out. Um, so it, it's gonna, they're going to have to get creative, but I, I don't think they're going to look to rebuild and trade these guys away. They really want to you know, try to work in a way where it's Crawford's prime and Posey's prime and Bumgarner's prime, and they want to you know, continue to be competitive. They're the Giants. They're not used to losing, you know, just like we've seen the Red Sox be down, the Yankees be down at points over the last few years, but the Giants haven't been, and uh, I don't think that they're going to really look for the full rebuild this winter. You got an inside connection there with their GM, Bobby Evans, a North Carolina guy like yourself? Yeah, Bobby is a, is a <laughs> Tar Heel. He played, uh, he played club baseball here. My roommate's on club, so he nice. uh, donated some equipment and stuff, and then I've been able to talk to him at the winter meetings. One of the nicest guys in baseball. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's good to have a Tar Heel in a GM role. 
Last thing, uh, Chris Cotillo, SB Nation, uh, covers Major League Baseball Insider. Um, the, the Cubs are playing really good baseball right now. Let's assume Arietta comes back, and I think he's scheduled to start tomorrow. They want to get him three starts before the playoffs. Lester's been maybe not uh, to what we expect from John Lester, but he still probably will start game one of their playoff series, assuming that they beat the Brewers and they have a huge four-gamer coming up this weekend and win the division. Where are you in this on the defending champions, Chris? They've had the bullseye all year long. Uh, yet there they are. They're in all likelihood going to get into the playoffs. And if you're in, you got a chance. Do you think that this is a team that, uh, from where you sit, that looks like you know what they're going to be tough to beat? I can see this team repeating, or maybe not this year. You know, I think Lester is a little bit of a concern, but I always say, and, and being uh, from Boston and knowing what he did, especially in, in 20, 2007, 2013, he's one of the best postseason pitchers really ever. Now, you know, Bumgarner gets a lot of credit for being one of the best postseason pitchers. Obviously, he might be the best ever, but Lester, what he's been able to do in the playoffs has been incredible. Arietta, Lester, and Quintana, to me, is a very good starting three with a lot of depth. I know the bullpen's been up and down at times, but it seems like they're hitting their stride um, at a good time right now. You know, seven in a row here, a big series like you mentioned coming up. So uh, I, I've always been you know, higher on the Cubs. I, I never hit the panic button as much as some others just because – there's so much talent on that roster. They obviously know how to win. I think the World Series hangover was real. They played until November 3rd, November 4th. So um, that might have something to do with it. But, you know, getting hot right now, playing well, getting everybody back healthy, that's crucial. They can put away the division, uh, maybe take the foot off the gas for a little bit before the postseason, make sure everybody's ready to go. And then definitely a contender once we get there. Um, just like I think, you know, every team in the National League pretty much is. It's, the Dodgers' struggles have made it a little bit more wide open. I think I'm really high on the Nationals that have been for a while, and Arizona's turning a lot of heads, too. So it should be really fun. Um, it looked like the Dodgers' league, the Dodgers World Series to lose uh, before a couple weeks ago, and now you know, a lot of people say the Indians are the favorites for everything. I think you know anything can happen in October baseball, so we'll have to wait and see. And we can't wait to see it. Thank you, uh, Chris Cotillo. Appreciate it, as always. SB Nation. Thanks, Chris. Yep, thank you. Chris Cotillo. Talking MLB, remember that name, folks. If you're a baseball fan, ten years from now, he's you. You think Ken Rosenthal? I throw out Tom Verducci. Yeah. He's one of those baseball insiders that I think you're going to see and hear a lot about. He's certainly tuned into the game. And follow him on Twitter at Chris Cotillo. You're going to get breaking news all over the time, and and he breaks a ton of it. He does. He does it. MLB Daily Dish is the SB Nation site that mm-hmm. him and a group of guys run. Boy, they do a good job. It's uh, if you're a baseball fan, you're looking for information all throughout the year. It's a good place to go. So how old would he be? 23, 24, 21? 21. 21 years old. Yeah. Boston kid went down to Carolina, senior year this year. And a baseball junkie. Yes. Right? And and, and there are people out there that will tell you that baseball doesn't have a lot of those Mm -hmm. junkies of that age. That that's one thing that baseball needs to do more is to find those fans that, Mm -hmm. you know, baseball was, it was baseball, right? It was just, it was in, it was something that, summer you're a baseball fan. That's all Um, there is. That's all there is. But for whatever reason, the game and I don't. I keep everybody goes back to the strike that was so long ago. Yes, right. That, that has nothing to do with kids today. I don't think it does. It's it. it a good point. It's twenty-two years ago now. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, so that's not the answer. But baseball lost a. I don't want to say a generation, but when you hear a guy like a Chris Cotillo coming on, and, and you heard him, yeah, I mean, he was terrific. Um, that gives you some hope for this game that is going to be in good hands once some of the old boots uh, move on. So Scott Dockerman, we're going to move on to Doc. We'll get inside Penn State, Iowa. 
Uh, when uh, we talked to the Land of Ten, Scott Dockerman, real quick, Dave Bourne, the president of Oklahoma, has made it official. He has retired. Trent, he was great for business. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, he really was. We, we should probably send him a gift card. Yeah, and we're not, he, he'll be a lot of gift cards. <laughs> yeah. Sports uh, sports talk radio hosts all across the, the Midwest and the Big 12 footprint. <laughs> um, <laughs> good for business. Uh, and at a time, quite honestly, when those meetings take place, you're looking for stuff like mm-hmm. this, and Dave Boren was gracious enough uh, to provide it. Scott Dockerman will provide some uh, good information as well. He's coming up next when the Ken Miller Show continues here on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal and the bartender as well. They're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. 31st Street. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get five quarts of Castrol high mileage motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for the price of conventional just $24.99. Plus, earn double points on this purchase during O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Critics have so many great things to say about The Good Place, it's darn near impossible to squeeze them all into 30 seconds. But we're going to try. <gasps> Smart, the L.A. Times, ingenious, the New York Times, hilarious, variety, fantastically funny, entertainment weekly, laugh out loud, hilarious, TVGuide.com, sitcom, gold, TV line, the best new comedy, Kristen Bellis, pitch perfect, and Ted Danson is divine, E-Online, your favorite new addiction, Hollywood.com, binge watch season one on Netflix now, GQ, The Good Place returns tonight after the season finale of America's Got Talent on NBC. Oh, boy. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive-thru options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't 
need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG, final segment of the program. Coming up tomorrow, John Miller will be here, Stephen M. Sipple will be here, Mitch Holtis will be here. Probably going to squeeze in an NFL guest as well as we head towards a football Friday. Need tickets for football games? Trent, help somebody out. Yeah, Bravo Sports Marketing. They got all kinds of ticket packages, not just single game tickets. If you're looking for Penn State, have them at face value. You don't want to pay all those fees, everything associated. Go over to Bravo Sports Marketing. You can also give them a call over in Eastern Iowa. It's 319-626-8286, bravosportsmarketing.com. Football tickets, also hospitality. If you maybe have some clients you're taking to a game, you can do that as well with Bravo Sports Marketing. Let's get to Scott Dockerman, Land of 10. He's got a great uh, poll up on his Twitter feed. Which former Iowa opponent makes you wince just from seeing his name? Persa, Randall L., Wallace, or Wisconsin punter Brad Nortman? I'm going to say Scott Dockerman, Land of 10. First of all, welcome. Love to have you on as we do each and every week. We're lucky to do so. I'm going to say that the, once the poll is complete and it's still got 23 hours to go and already 670-something voters uh, in your poll at last check, I don't think Hawkeye fans will tip their cap to Seneca Wallace. So I think that's the right answer. But I think Randall L. is going to win the poll when it's all said and done. Who do you think wins it, Doc? I think it's going to be Persa. Okay, and, Northwestern, uh, all right. And it's really close right now between those three that you mentioned. Uh, Persa, back in 2009, when, when Iowa was 9-0, and he came in as a backup quarterback and led Northwestern to that upset win mm-hmm. against Iowa when Stanzi was hurt. Yep, well, Northwestern's quarterback was... Uh, Mike Kafka. So he came in and won that game. Then the next year, people kind of forget this, but when they played at Northwestern in mid-November, Iowa still had a chance to win the Big Ten title. They're up 17-7 to with 10 minutes to go, and Persa leads them on two touchdown uh, drives to win that game. He tears his Achilles on the final play, uh, his touchdown pass, uh, and uh, so he knocked them out really twice from winning the Big Ten title. And uh, but Randall L. was so good. Um, somebody mentioned, and I agree, that he was, uh, he would have been, uh, if he would have been in a different school, yeah. you know, he might have been a Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. winner. And then, then there's Seneca Wallace, as you mentioned, just uh, a phenomenal player. And 
really, you know, the front half of that 2002 team, Iowa State was so good and dangerous with him and so many highlight real plays. And, and you think about it, if Kenneth Wallace doesn't play in 2002, Iowa probably wins that game. I don't know, maybe goes to the national title game. It could have happened. Uh, you know, Doc, a couple of years ago, they went to the Rose Bowl, and maybe here's a name for that list, because i th- I got to think there's some Hawkeye fans that still see Christian McCaffrey in their nightmares in that Rose Bowl. I mean, the national stage like that, and Christian McCaffrey, yikes. Uh, is he getting any yeah. love at all in his father's, uh, you know, some people are tweeting back at you, you should have put him on the list. What about McCaffrey? Yeah, yeah, he's been on the list several times. James Hardy. Uh, former wide receiver from Indiana, Indiana just yeah. the Hawkeyes back in 06 and 07. Uh, Bobby Olive, you know, kind of going back. Mm-hmm. Eric Ball back in the 85 uh, Rose Bowl, 90, uh, you know, Bobby Olive from um, from Ohio State. So there's a lot of people that, you know, Corey Wooten from Northwestern who hurt Ricky Stanby. Uh, so, you know, and, and ironically knocked out uh, Brett Favre, his final snap of his pro career. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who remember maybe not so fondly, all these moments. And then, yeah, I mean, Brad Norman, I mean, you want to talk about a fork in the road between uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah. That, that punt, oh, my gosh, that fake punt. Uh, you know, really, you could say that the, the teams were exactly even that day mm-hmm. and split for a long time and then just now starting to, I think Iowa's just now starting to get a little closer to Wisconsin. And, you know, just real quick before I throw it over to Trent, one name that won't show up in any of the mentions is is two and zero in the AFC in the in the NFL of the AFC West Denver Broncos starting quarterback Trevor Simeon, who no one remembers his career at Northwestern. It's crazy. Go ahead, Trent. Well, let's uh, look at another name that might be joining this list: Saquon Barkley. A big game last year against the Hawkeyes, and off to an outstanding start. Let's start with what Iowa can game plan for. We know the RPO, the run pass option, a big part of what Penn State does. Keeping McSorley in the pocket is going to be key, but how do you slow down a guy built like him, as big as he is, with the speed to go along with it? They've really got to play sound football up front, and they've got to get to their gaps, stay in their gaps, and uh, not let him get any kind of room so that the linebackers can flow to the football and, uh, and wrap up and tackle. I mean, he is uh, you know, as good of a running back that you know, we've seen in the Big Ten in some time. And you know, a few years ago when you had guys like Melvin Gordon and Amir Abdullah and, you know, and on and on, Tevin Coleman, uh, he was, he's right there. It's not as good or better. You know, David Johnson, same thing. So I think they've got a, they've got a real issue with him. Uh, but I, I still think McSorley is the guy that makes it all go because mm-hmm. he's, he's a, a dual-threat quarterback. He can just do so many different things. I, you know, the way he carries out his fakes, it's a small you know, part of the game, but you don't know if he has the ball or not. And that's because he does it on each and every play. And then you have, again, you know, maybe the best tight end in the country, Mike Gesicki, and you have great wide receivers. They can beat you in so many different ways. But if you don't stop Saquon Barkley uh, and try to make them somewhat one-dimensional, you're in big trouble. Uh, Nate Stanley is yet to flinch, Doc. I mean, going on the road, his first road start, in-state battle, uh, he didn't flinch. I don't think that the, the, the nerves are... And maybe you're around him more than I am, uh, so maybe you'll correct me here. But I don't think nerves are going to get in this guy, or the stage, put it that way, is going to get in his head. ABC, national TV, massive game, as big a game as there is this this weekend. How will Stanley handle it? I don't think he'll have any problems at all. I mean, I really wondered to go at the Cy-Hawk game. I mean, that's a hostile environment for Iowa, always is. Um, you know, here's his first true road start at it at a place where, uh, you know, you know you're going to have to keep up 
point-wise. And, you know, he played as good of a game as a quarterback as I've seen in 10-plus years. I mean, five touchdowns, no picks, four drives of 89-plus yards. And to do that in that environment against that team, I think, shows you that he's capable of doing just about anything he wants on the football field. Now, this team's better, of course. Penn State's ranked number four, one of the best teams in the country. Uh, but I don't think that the this is going to get to him. He may make some mistakes, and he's got to hold on to the ball a little bit better. But, uh, you know, he probably will throw some more interceptions at some point. But I don't think that's going to, you know, hurt him mentally. I don't think he's going to be down on himself. I think, you know, right now the sky's the limit. The guy's got ten touchdowns in his first three games, and he, and people are still complaining that he's overthrowing some receivers. Um, that's all going to come back. I mean, you'd rather have him overthrow than underthrow. And once he gets the timing down with some of these receivers who are all very new, uh, it could be a very scary pass offense in Iowa. You know, a year ago there was uh, the unleashing, if you will, of Akram Wadley in that big night game against Michigan in the screen game. We haven't seen that much with the new offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, holding it up his sleeve, or is it just an evolution and, and maybe that's not going to be as big a part of the game and the game plan against Penn State Saturday night? They've done it a few times. I don't know if they... You know, they've got so many plays and stuff in their, you know, playbook that I don't know that, you know, that they needed that necessarily at this point. But, you know, they've used him out, you know, on a swing pass. He's done really well, as we saw against Iowa State. It was a huge play in that game, one of the biggest that, you know, in Iowa's purview and maybe in the, in the series history. And, and uh, you know, so I think they're going to use him a lot out of the flat. Would not be a bit surprised to see Ivory Kelly Martin now kind of assume some of that role. Uh, you know, with uh, he, he was lining up in the slot quite a bit, uh, even in training camp. So I think he's going to kind of take some of those carries. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Torin Young and um, Ivory Kelly Martin on the field at the same time. So, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to get the running backs involved in the passing game. I just don't see them. Uh, you know, the screens, I don't think they're forcing them quite yet, but I think they're going to use them. Mm. Doc, uh, vet, veteran core linebackers for Iowa, is, is this – I mean, does this game, if I was to put this one in the win column and, and stop that, that two-headed, three-headed monster, because I agree with you on Kosicki, the, the very gifted tight end there. If I was going to win this football game and get it done on defense, is, is this a, a veteran linebacker trio that will look back and how well Josie Jewell played and Bauer and Neiman and what they were able to do uh, to take away some of those weapons? I, I, I think that it... I don't want to say it's as simple as that because, I mean, you've got to play as a unit. I, I understand that. But these linebackers, Doc, especially in this game against those three guys, I, I don't think you can minimize their importance this Saturday night. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think the linebackers and the safeties both, I think, are critical to this game. And it's tackling, being in the right spot. I mean, some of the things that's been a little bit perplexing to me is the linebackers have kind of overran some plays been out of position on some tackles, missed some tackles. Safeties have been the same way. Um, you know, so I think that is really essential because middle of the field is where you're going to get mm-hmm. Markley a lot, and that's where you're going to get Gusecki. And he, he, they're going to make plays. They're too good. They're going to be playing on Sundays for a long time. But what you've got to do is minimize it. You know, if it's a, you know, make it a seven-yard gain, not a 27-yard gain. Or, you know, if it's a, if it's a pass on the middle and Gusecki gets it, make it 12, don't make it 25. And, um, you know, one of, one of the better moves that they made recently was to insert Imani Hooker into the starting lineup. Uh, he had a really good game last week. Uh, Jake Gervas struggled quite a bit. Uh, you know, he, he was the one who gave up, you know, Hakeem Butler's 74-yarder, and he also gave up, uh, you know, that first touchdown run. 
um, went right to his area and he you know just missed the tackle uh, last week. So I think Imani Hooker is going to shore up the secondary a little bit. But Miles Taylor and the linebackers have to make tackles. If they make tackles in space, they'll stick around. I think they've got a good enough offense to hang with Penn State for a while, but they can't just let Penn State go up and down the field and, um, the way they did last year. Oh, we'll wrap up with this, Doc. Will this game sell out, and did Gary Barta find the tipping point in price at $95 for this one? I think it will. I think it'll get, you know, it'll, it'll sell out. Uh, 95 is a heavy ticket price. Um, I think you maybe you overplay your hand a little bit. Um, you know, this one, I think, in Ohio State at 95. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a different era. I mean, people are, you know, a lot of people are just as happy watching it in front of their big screen TV at home than going to the game. You can drink a beer and watch it and go to the bathroom. You know, so I think that's something that they've got to be cognizant of, that you just can't charge out outlandish prices, which uh, the market has determined that's an outlandish price. Um, and expect people just to continue to flock because the sign says game here tonight. So <laughs> they've got to be careful. Good stuff, Scott Dockman. Love that poll. You're going to get a lot of play in that thing, Doc, not only in the uh, the four that you put up there, but the mentions people uh, putting uh, their, their write-in votes or their 140-character write-in vote. Uh, <laughs> good idea, Scott Dockman. Land at 10. Thank you, Doc. We'll catch up with you next week. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman talking Hawks and Penn State. The Ohio State game, Trent, is that also a $95 ticket? Yes, also 95 So they did the, they've done tier pricing the last few years, but took it to another level this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the tipping point coming off, you know, last year coming off a 12 0. Michigan game was 85 but you're able to also sell that 12 0 season. And they got they their money's worth, too. They absolutely <laughs> yeah. did. This one, a little more difficult sell, I, I just think. And I, I just think they hit the level, and now they don't. Yeah, 95 a maybe is a little too much. Bring yeah, look, and I'm never gonna, I, I am never going to begrudge people not paying. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got different circumstances. Yep. You know, you've you got to prioritize, right? you got kids, family of four. No question. No, I, no doubt in my mind. Night game, right. babysitter from... Yep. All of those things factor yes. in. Yes. It's just more, it's more than that $95. Yep. I, I agree with you. Uh, whether it's there or any school around the country. Uh, we are uh, done for the day. You and Jimmy B back at it today, 4 to 6. More local talk on your radio. And your guest lineup is? We got Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation stopping by. He had a great article on John Wagner, the fine defensive end Dowling. from Dowling. Uh, making his decision Does, possibly what it soon. Is, is, is he tipping his hand at all? Or? I think it'll come after the season. Gotcha, okay. And uh, we'll talk to him about that. Also, some NFL talk with Andrew Gard, our old friend from Sports on Earth. Nice. Yeah, like him a lot, does yeah. a good job. And uh, we'll take a look around here. Chiefs, who's second in the pecking order? Packers around here? Then the Vikes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bradford's getting close, I think. Yeah, I think he's getting you're believing close. it. Oh, I want to. I want him to be good. Yes. I like when the Vikings are good. I like it. Uh, we'll t- we're done. That. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. Spread the word if you would. Uh, local sports on your radio, noon to two each and every Monday through Friday. Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. Talk to you tomorrow. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. We interrupt your broadcast to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger. A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5? Run, run to your nearest Wendy's. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash promo. That's Indeed.com slash promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. At the Home Depot, free carpet insulation means free carpet insulation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet $699 or more means free installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. If you're looking for a change in color, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during the four-day super sale, September 22nd through the 25th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at...